0: Yes, hello, and welcome hello. to the Knock On Casey Lawrence weekly rugby podcast. Joined this week by James Blanchfield and Johnny Tobin. Good evening, men.
1: Good evening. You, Stephen.
2: Stephen. Uh, Good evening,
0: Stephen. Hello from the Kilkenny office. Um,
1: yes. it's like the Eurovision. Johnny Tobin. You're looking wonderful.
2: Thanks, James. Same I to no you.
1: Panic, no panic at all. Well, look at I always look well though. Yeah, it's,
2: fair see you, yeah. it's fair to you, yeah. fair to you.
1: Um, lads, to- tons
0: to talk about. The Leinster League is up and running. A couple of uh, first home games for the season for Carlo and Tullo weekend. Uh A bit of a mixed start as was well to the season. We're going to talk about uh, Leinster against Ulster, other provincial games, and the Emerging Ireland team has been named for their game this weekend as well. We'll talk about all that. Um, but obviously cover the locals. So first, Johnny, I'm going to start with you uh, this week. And Tullow. Oh uh, my how-
2: God. Oh <laughs>
0: With um, defeat to Wicklow last weekend uh, Wicklow we know Johnny from experience anyway and, and games in the past are a hard side to beat away yeah, well, at
2: home I just, as well I just it out a losing bonus point in Wicklow is uh, no easy thing to get and we're, I think we're very very happy with it to be honest with you um, a very young Tullo side up in Wicklow <clears throat> maybe experience maybe played a bit of part to close out the game we were 20 points to 11 up with 10 minutes left. Um, but look, that's the nature of the beast, the way it goes. But really, really positive. Um, some young lads got blooded into the first team. Jamie Cooper back from America playing. Uh, Adam Johnson back playing after football is over. So <clears throat> all in all, really, really good, really, really positive. Um, and then I suppose <clears throat> the, the, the irony of, of Tolo is last week we didn't have enough forwards to make seconds. So this is the first time in a long, long time, but uh we won't have that problem this weekend, thankfully. So yeah, I'm um, pretty happy with a losing bonus behind Wicklow and James and tell you Wicklow's no easy place to go to come out with any sort of a result. Never ever
1: has been an easy place to go. They've just there's something about once they get you up or into that top pitch, <coughs> uh, they just they don't they don't stop. And the Wicklow crowd as well, like there's a massive crowd there. But the Wicklow yeah, crowd make themselves known, like they just you know they're. They, sometimes it strikes me there's a chip on their shoulder. They feel everyone hates them, and they just, you know, they're. And I mean that in the best sense. of The word they use that to their advantage. Like they're, they're a really well supported club. You know. No, they
2: are. now and they're incredible. And <clears throat> I know we mentioned it already last week, but the gate brought in nine hundred and five euros, and Wicklow rounded up to a thousand and donated the, the thousand euros to Melanie Griffith's fund. So. Incredible nice stuff S-G by them, yeah, yeah. Incredible stuff. Um, but all in all, like in general, in Ruby, we've had some nice stuff. Um, which is surprising because we're kind of still gelling together with, with the youth coming in. Um, it was exciting to watch that back line again, like I said, with Jamie Cooper, Adam Johnson, Jack Hanlon, Jack Johnson. Um, they're all under the age of 21, so there's um, four backs under the age of 21. Uh, in an open Division 1B game against Wicklow in Wicklow <clears throat> and not an overly bad result to be honest but um, all road now to the Black Yates first home game of the year against Mullingar won't be easy um, they're going to have a chip on the shoulder after a loss to, to Carlo last week um, but I, I I think we're in a good place um, I don't want to jinx anything but I'd say, I'd say it'll be a positive day for us Sunday we will feel a second team this week and um, so lads have been training, seconds players have been training. Um, so yeah, all looking good for this Sunday.
0: Good stuff. And a lot of your lads are coming back now, Johnny, because the Carlo the football season is wrapping up now. So obviously there more heads popping up at training, I'd imagine.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, Myche and uh, Kaldab and Johnny Gall are in the intermediate final, So oh, a few lads is. wrapped up there. But <laughs> sure, that's over this weekend. And um, we'll get a few more back, a couple more young lads coming back. Uh, Cormac Nolan, etc. But yeah, no, it, it's it's positive now because we've got at least I'd say twelve lads back since last week, um, and that that's really positive for this weekend.
0: Absolutely, John, got To
1: have numbers. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. You know, to, to have more people there, like I mean, it's it just makes things it makes things so much easier for coaches to have numbers oh, there, and you're you're not panicking then to say well. The three best lads on the seconds team, you have to take them off at half time because they have to sub for the firsts.
2: And we've done like, that for long enough.
1: Small pebbles make big ripples. Like, so so do we. Now, at the, luckily, at the moment, we don't, but small pebbles make big ripples that, that actually gives the second teams an opportunity to get continuity. And they're not losing those three key players at half time. And yeah. then they're suffering in the second half. Ooh. You know, it's, yeah, oh, absolutely. it's, 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 it's great.
2: But you know what's, what's really positive for, for this weekend is generally when we put out a second team at this time of the year and I put my hands up, I'm one of them. The old kind of fellas come back and hog out for a game or two to, to lighten the storm a bit. But this week we've all young lads going playing. Mm. You know, like we've 25-year-olds, 26-year-olds. Don't know a lad who's past it or 60-year-olds oh, or 40-year-olds. or. You know, we, we have a good young second team want to go out this weekend, which is really positive again. Um. So And look, we have the inclusion then of the, the new gym facilities after going in there this week. Um it's currently being done. That's a twenty-eight thousand euros worth of equipment going into the gym wow. um, this week. Um incredible stuff.
0: Yeah, that was great. I seen Sean O'Brien is flogging some gym gear there. Yeah, uh, anyone wants to give Sean a shout? out you some <laughs> left? <laughs> you need a few bits, James, or or Tom Crotty, or <laughs> know, we're we're, 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 we're
1: heavily <laughs> stuck in that department now. Yeah. But it's good.
2: Like it's just yeah. it's just really progressive at the moment, and like a lot of our youth teams are going really well. I have to give uh, mentioned our under under-18s last week, an incredible win against Enniscorthy. It was an incredible match to watch. It was actually how mm-hmm. bad. Um, some really really nice rugby being played by that team and that's again a positive notch in the belt that they are able to put out such a performance I think it was 67-15 or something yeah. just continuation of just Peter Burgess and Adam Burgess are twins and I know we were talked about Peter Burgess a good bit from playing Leinster Youth etc but his twin brother Adam is a very very good player um, sometimes doesn't get as much uh, notoriety as he should but he's an incredible game Last week, and they were just so good. It's just so good to watch.
0: Excellent stuff, yes. Johnny. Things going well. Um, Johnny, we'll let you rest your voice You're a bit under yeah, pressure, bit. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Now there's, there's plenty of doses uh, doing the rounds at the moment. Um, we'll switch How you to to, good yeah, absolutely. Put me down. Okay. <laughs> hard i gonna have a, a cure, lads. <laughs> <laughs> James, we'll move on to Kilkenny. Uh, we'll talk about Carlo briefly as well after Kilkenny. Uh, you've begged of coming to town uh, this weekend. Um, you lost to Setonians last weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the Setonians game.
1: yeah uh, mixed day. Just look at the mixed day. Um, the seconds had what can only be described as a monumental 24 points to nil win. Setonians actually looked for the game to be blown up 10 minutes early. Um, that's like... People might say, geez, we're getting excited about a seconds win. First thing is, first, our seconds put out a fully autonomous seconds team. There was no crossover into the first. That's what that's the first thing. The second thing is, is they managed to do that on the road to go to Dublin. And the third thing is, is they managed to beat Setonians on their own patch. Like, there's three magnificent, not the three significant, I should say milestones there for the seconds team. And that's something for them to build on. They threw the game away the previous week against Ashburn. They should have won it. Now they have their first win of the season under their belt. That's, look, it cannot be underestimated for Kenny River Club, the importance of that seconds win and just the way it was done. Now, albeit Setonians picked up six injuries during the game, lads had to go off, they brought in subs. That's the game of rugby. It happens. It's a physical game. But huge for the seconds to get that win under their belt with what is a team similar to what Johnny mentioned, a team of young fellas coming through, that, that have come through the club. So, you know, I'm rattling on every week about two, a pair of twins, the Kenny twins from Castle Comer. These boys are class. Like, they're just raw rugby players to go out and play the game. Young Kieran Gavry, Galvin is back. Darren Morrissey, who's been knocking around a good few years. Um, Tom Nugent, Brian McDonald, Ned Devon, Aaron Askins. All these young fellas are back and doing really well with the second. So, you know... That's monumental for the club. Both teams, first and second, got a bad start to the day. On that tragic accident up in Kilcullen, Um which, look, at uh, tragedy for everybody. The young fella that was killed in the accident was actually from Thomastown, which we didn't know at the time, but it just made the logistics of the day. It took some guys five hours to get to Sutton from Kilkenny. Both games had to be pushed back. There was lads arriving for the first game who were arriving 20-25 minutes before the game was to start. Um, so it was great for the seconds to do that, but the, the traffic impacted the first as well and the kicked pushed the game back. However, we just they had a disastrous start against us, the Setonians. Like they Jay put in a great kick to the corner, didn't hit touch, counter-attack straight down the field. satonian scored after 45 seconds. We replied with our own try a couple of minutes later. And uh, I didn't make it up, when I was watching the video of it. And uh, look at it. it; just seemed like it just seemed like a day where we were slow out of the blocks. It seemed like a day where we were falling off tackles. That our defensive sets weren't right. Um, not going to speak about players being missing because that's no excuse. They were still a very good team on the pitch. The lads have to bounce back this weekend, and it's going to be a tough ask against Bective. They've, they've gone two from two now; they're top of the league. I think up there on nine points. They beat Monkstown first day out in the first in the in the last play of the game. Can't remember who they beat last week, but Bechtative are coming down. They have a chip on their shoulder after not getting promoted to senior rugby last year. We we're constantly saying it on a row WhatsApp group between the four of us that Bechtov would want to go senior this year. You know, there's no doubt about it. And they're coming down to us this Saturday with a with an agenda. I'd say they're looking to come and they're probably looking to, to leave Chihenney with five points, the truth be told. Um, they will get that if we give them respect, if we're slow to start, which has been, I suppose, a continuous problem for Kilkenny over the last couple of seasons is that we have been slow to start. And we've been giving teams too much too much leverage or too much rope, whatever you want to call it, early in the game. And then we're giving our, leaving ourselves too much to do later in the game. That's what happened last week. Mm-hmm. Um there are a few players back. then Molahi will be back this week. Um, man couldn't play last week because he was out with COVID. Podge is probably our go-to man in the backs, just to kind of he plays very well off Joe's shoulder. Joe creates a gap. Podge will go through it. So, look, there's a few bits and pieces going right. And um, Jake Prattley's still not back. I believe he's back. He's back next week. And um, one or two other bits and pieces we're looking to come in our favor, but. This Saturday, we're going to need absolutely everything to go on our way. The lands will have to arrive switched on. They'll have to hit the pitch switched on. They'll have to get their defensive right from the very, very beginning. Their set piece is going to have to be good. Their scrum line out, their work rate around the pitch is going to have to be good, have to be good against what is, I would kind of say, a team of very well-assembled, a very well-assembled team of Bechtdorf guys that have been come down, that have been recruited by Bective to get Bective over the last two seasons by Bernard Jackman and, and and others, brought players into Bective to get them back senior. And that's their objective and that's what they're going to do this year. I thought they'd do it last year, but I would say they'll do it this year. And they're on that mission to do it. So look, at, we're going to have to start well Saturday to beat them. But aside from the rugby this weekend, there's a big day in the club on Saturday. Um, John Robinson, the president of the IRFU, is down. Debbie Carty, president of Leinster, is up. From Wexford, Corey's mom. Um, we're all like we have an official opening of the of the new facilities in the club this Saturday. So there's a kind of a big day in the club. I think there's sixty or seventy people invited to a pre-match lunch. Um, so that's going to be a good day. A few ex-internationals coming. Ian Dowling is coming back up to the club. Uh, we'll roll out the we'll roll out the red carpet for him. And um, first time we've seen first time we we'll see him in a long time in Foogstown. Uh, I suppose he is living in Limerick now. to to, to in his defence um and they, all of our sponsors and anyone else who helped out with the dressing room development and the, and the grounds improvements is going to be attending too so we're asking everybody to come out and watch the match support the team but equally as important we're asking everyone to stick around the bar that night as well there's going to be a few other rewards that evening after the game as well so if everyone wants to come out stick around have a few pints or if you're driving have a few glasses of sparkling water, my wedding, whatever you want, but it's important that people that have disengaged with the club over the last few years get themselves back out and re-engage because sure that yeah. we're, 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 we need everyone to support the club, you know.
0: Absolutely. Well, the second match, of course, is normal, is going off at half one and half the first match is three. So if you're up around quarter to one or so, James. Ah, yeah. yeah have a look exactly. at everything
1: and Yeah, the official opening the official opening of the of the dressing room I think is at twelve forty five, so quarter yeah. to one and then head across, watch the seconds game or in for lunch, whatever whatever way it's going. Absolutely.
0: And the very best of luck with that as well. Great to get an update uh, from Kilkenny and good luck in that match of the weekend. We're gonna to have to talk about Carlo in the absence of um, Tom the Baker. Uh, he's getting dolled up for uh, for a do tonight. Um so we won't interrupt his makeup and He won't be uh, long doing sort of his
2: stuff. hair anyway. No. <laughs> Send it
0: Absolutely. Uh Johnny um Following it briefly myself and read the reports and everything, uh, Carlo, uh, they uh, got, got the win over Mullingar last weekend, which was it was good going, but they have a different proposition in a tie this week. And the match, of course, is brought forward to Saturday night as well. You know, handy being only being over the road as well, I suppose.
2: Yeah, it's ideal. And and most clubs tied to each other should be doing them kind of things, giving lads a Sunday off to yeah. know to be fair. Um, I was chatting to Corey on Monday. He just he said a win is a win. Um Mullingar kind of frustrated him a little bit in the latter stages. It was twenty two six with a couple of minutes left. Um that's what Mullingar do. They're never over until the final whistle, unfortunately for us this weekend. But um that's them. But I think uh Clara are going to be up against it on, on Saturday. <clears throat> Both in first and seconds. I what is think, it about a tie, do you think, Johnny? That I think they've an edge they're after coming up from division two A. Uh, to bringing a little bit of difference to the to the league, there, there's no fear. There's a lot of confidence. They're very good backline, very young, uh, explosive backline. Some guys in that like uh, Kieran Fennessy at fullback. He's an exceptional player. Um, and then you have, um, oh, Craig Miller at ten. He's not, he's not young, but he's very well experienced.
1: Spencer uh, Junior ten last year, like
2: yeah, like look, he's an incredible. Very a rugby at Wesley. He came back to tie two seasons ago after COVID. He was instrumental in in promotion this year, and there's actually real confidence up there. I, I know a good few lads up there. They're going to do. They're looking to do double promotion. That's their oh, aim. That's their aim is to get up to one A from two A in two seasons. Uh, uh, do they like, have the pack for it?
1: You know, this is what I like. I, the, everyone out there is saying, Johnny, a tie, brilliant backline, brilliant backline, but their mm. pack would their, their their pack mightn't be. Their pack is average. That
2: their pack is average. It's not it wouldn't be the most physical in division one B. It wouldn't be the I wouldn't say the sharpest, but it wouldn't be the most experienced. And at Division One B and 1A, you have to be cute at the set piece, you have to be cute with the line out. You have to be cute at the scrum. In two A and two B, not so much. It's a more raw power, maybe, and hmm. and brute ignorance as well. But um I just don't think they have the quality of player in the pack. I could be wrong. I don't want to speak too much because we, we've still to play them. Um, but yeah, look, listen, if they can resource the ball for two or three phases that the backs can play with, doesn't matter really how good they are at set piece if they can hold their own.
1: You know, I know I'm thinking, uh, kind of wishful thinking and all, but it would be great if you could see in two or three seasons that in Division 1B, if you had Kikeni, Tolo, Carlo, Atai, and Gorey. All, all, oh, all up in one A, <laughs> wouldn't it be great? <laughs>
2: you know? That'd be phenomenal. It would be, yeah. yeah. You know, if you could see that in, in three seasons' time, you know. Um, but we have, we have. Look, we have to be realistic. too. Hmm. Do, well, do, I I real... Tyle, do I think? Do I think get promotion this year? I don't. I still think Wicklow are hard favourites um, to gain promotion. Um, but look, it's the nature of the beast. We'll, we'll tell more on Saturday evening when they play carlo
1: yeah, yeah, I'd love to get up to it. I actually thought it was on Sunday, and I was if it was on Sunday, I was planning to go up to it. But uh, I'll be having a few pints in Foostown on on Saturday, so I won't get the car to move
2: on Sunday. You <laughs> get oh. your
1: driver to drop you up, James. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, by no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Back of the, the driver my, my driver my my driver unfortunately will be out having a few drinks with her friends as well. So,
2: she's well earned
0: well learned, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's under lights on Saturday night. So uh, in Oak Park, uh,
2: Carlo. Be fair, that be, nice that'd be a cracker of a game to go to.
1: You know, you, you, like you were mentioning just the medge there earlier on, John. if I've watched Carlo play. We played him in the cup quarter final last year and we played him in the Southeast League a few weeks ago. I disagree with you. I think Carlo have a fierce edge to them. I think Carlo, if you look at Ross Ellams and Ways and the Burns and these guys, they're, they're, they're the McDermott brothers. They're hardy. They're hardy lads. Like they will not. Like I, I, I think they are a serious tough edge some Carlo. No, Johnny. You know? <laughs> I
2: know. Yeah, yes. I I, have, I missed it. <laughs> but no, listen. I, I never said Carlo don't have an edge. And um, I know they're very, very good. And you name some really good rugby players there, but I just think at high you be on the more confident side of things, and especially after getting the win against Dundalk That's who just came big. down from 1A yeah. like be it as the made Dundalk would, wouldn't be the Dundalk of old that doesn't matter it's a win against a 1A team who are mm. left coming down they only have to going up they will that be, been seen be as, high on confidence
1: yeah that would have been seen as going into that game there was a clear favourite and that was that in the favourite oh, was Dundalk, Dundalk going to
2: walk that by 20 points you
1: know, you know. now so apparently we, thinking they
2: pardon we played Dundalk in the cup last year. My mm. Dundalk would beat a time with twenty points.
1: Should have should have beaten us. And like realistically, they could have beaten us in the cup semi final last year. In this, you know, yeah. they were they were a held up a held up drive from from beating us. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Now I'll be. I've done a bit of digging on Dundalk this week and just kind of asked around what's going on. I believe they have lost a cohort of players from last year's team. A cohort of lads have retired. The age profile of their team last year was high. So I think a few lads couldn't be coaxed back into it this year.
2: Um, well, actually, I we was chatting to Ray McCabe earlier in the week. He used to play out half of them last year. He said he's 37 years of age. He's finished. Hmm. And he's not called back. So That's he's hard. a big loss.
0: Yeah, and if they loss lost in a Towns Cup final as well, it'll be hard yeah. to go back to the well, especially when you're a bit old, older, like that's face nice. into it again. Um, lads, move on to uh, from local stuff on to Leinster against Ulster. Just going to throw the team up on the screen there. Um, another strong team for an Interpro. Um, that's Friday night, uh, 7.35. Johnny Sexton's on the bench pretty incredible bench as well I suppose briefly will we just touch back on uh, last weekend um, uh, against Benetton Um, what does
2: make of the game did you see it I didn't but they did lay down their marker to be fair absolutely yeah, (laughs) they done everything we said they were going to do that's it
1: you know but like you were saying there Stephen strong team I think it's become the norm for Leinster that there's no weak Leinster team anymore Mm -hmm. you know at, at this stage of the season, there's no weak Leinster team. Like, I mean, they have a squad that's... The, the, the depth that they have is just unbelievable. Like You know, so I don't think there's ever going to be a weak Leinster 15, and for that, a weak Leinster 22 that comes out. It's, it's great to see uh, Jack
2: and back playing. Mm. First, out of the, first game of the year. You know. yeah. Hopefully I he mean, has he f- a big game
1: now. Yeah, no of it year. He did. I, I think he had a bit of a, a post kind of Lions tour hangover, whatever it might have been.
2: Mm -hmm. Xavier being burned out.
1: That's it. Like I mean, remember, he came from nothing. He came from being injured to being the starting aid for the Lions. He had a long season the season before, straight in, back into a full season. You know, hopefully he'll be back to his best. But I think just a comment on kind of our discussions around Jason Jenkins, his value to Leinster is already clear. You're on mute, Yeah. He's the big. vice message here for someone. <laughs> uh, all right, I thought you were talking to us. no. no. Uh, his value, his value. Like he could be, he could be that Nathan Hines, Brad Thorn kind of player that Leinster have been lacking. Just a hard. I, mean, I would say a hard bastard. You know the hard bastard that Leinster need.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Nate. Yeah. You can it's... say what you like, James.
2: <laughs> Sometimes it gets
0: me in trouble, Johnny.
2: <laughs> me too. Me too.
0: Yeah. Some really good stuff in there. Uh, good to see Ed Byrne on the bench, of course, from a local point it of view. Yeah. I feel sorry you know, for okay. Frawley, though. Know?
1: You know, I mean, yeah, injury. You know, albeit I think when Frawley went off last week, I think Byrne came on, and I think Byrne probably had a better 40 than second 40 he than did. Frawley had an opening 40. He made a difference when he came in, like, yeah, very steady as well. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, the, yeah, I don't know how to read into that. Like in terms of you know, against the backdrop of this Irish ten sort of thing, but I like Frawley. It' a good old game for the bits that he was on. Um, you know, a lot of ball carrying, a lot of you know, mm. putting lads into space and everything yeah. like that. Sort of the Johnny Sexton
2: stuff. Um, mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think it's going to be a good season for Jimmy on, O'Brien on, on the ten. Are, are we missing? Are we missing something on the ten? Like we're saying there, like Ross Bourne is like Johnny Sexton, Kieran Frawley's is like Johnny Sexton. I don't think Ross like Johnny Sexton. Yeah, he's, he's not much different now, to be honest. I if you look the them.
1: great, the great battles and transitions in Irish ten, you had freaking Tony Ward into you know and move forward. Then you had the Humphreys versus O'Gara debate, O'Gara versus Sexton debate. We've always had kind of two world class tens battling it out for one another as, as, as internationally. At the moment, I'm not seeing, and I know everyone's talking about Frawley, We're not seeing that battle. We're not seeing that battle yeah. for two, no. two fellas or one fella coming in to do what Johnny Sexton did to Ron O'Gara back in 2007 no. or eight, and say, "I'm here to take your jersey yeah. off." Like, you know that's not happening. There's no that. I think that's a major worry for Irish rugby going forward. And, and that's what I'm
2: saying. Like we're, we're not seeing like when Sexton stepped in in, 0-9-10 and took the jersey from O'Gara. He no, was rest a different animal. Yeah, he was a different mm-hmm. animal. Like you, mm-hmm. O'Gara brought the kicking game and the controlling game, where Sexton brought an attacking game with a kicking game. Yeah. You know, so yeah, like yeah. there's nobody behind Sexton that offers that different yeah. or better. And if
1: you go back to when Carberry left Leinster, right, and went down to Munster. The first time Leinster played Munster after that down in Thomas Park, it was a bit of a fracas down under the stand. And Sexton made it his business to get his hands on Carberry and give yeah, him a dressing down yeah. and have a quote at him and still let him know, I'm the boss here. None of the things that we have at the moment, be it Fraudy, be it Ross Byrne, be it Harry Byrne, be it the two boys below in Limerick or the boys up in Ulster, none of them have that edge that Sexton had about him when Sexton was coming onto the scene. Can I think that's a big can you imagine forward. him There's roaring there. at Johnny like? Yeah. That, Johnny. I don't think that's ever going to happen. No. Johnny tell where to
0: go, fairly sharp. And you? I think that's the current
1: generation of people of young fellas that we're seeing in sport. You know, they they might be just lacking that little edge in ways. I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, yeah, um, but on that Lancer thing, yeah, very. Uh, again, I know I keep saying strong team, but like that's it come power for the course now for Lancer, but uh, yeah, great to, to see those it. teams coming up.
1: Yeah, look yeah, at the it, centre pairing. The centre pair, pairing is the Irish, is the Irish first choice pairing. Yeah, know? great you to see Dave Carney on? back.
0: Yeah, it is. And he's doing well. Um, yeah. And you touched on it there, James, I think, before we cut you off. Jimmy O'Brien's going to have a big year.
1: Big year. It's an important year for Jimmy O'Brien. You know, yeah. coming coming into a World Cup cycle, you know, there's going to be then kind of, boy, I obviously say you're looking at 2027, there's going to be kind of a, a transition for 2027 as well and he needs to put his hand up this year to make sure that going into, not this workup, but the following workup, that he is front and centre of any discussions that's been had around an outside-backs position. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and
2: he's up against um, one of the best, unfortunately, in Hugo Keenan. Yeah,
1: more
0: yeah. consistent no. and, and good and never puts a foot wrong and still under the radar, if that makes sense, mm. if, it's yeah. not, if it's not a
1: contradiction. Some, no, he some, is, some he's, very, recently,
2: he's very much still under the radar. Yeah, yeah.
1: Someone recently tried to compare Q um, O'Keefe with Garvin Dempsey. I was kind of saying two totally different rugby players. which yeah. the guy who was said, look at them for consistency and reliability. They'll never let you down. Like,
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Ulster team is out there, lads. Anything uh, of note in that that would worry you if
1: you're a Leinster fan? Um, I would be looking at McCluskey. Um, McCluskey now has an opportunity here because Bundy's after getting an eight week suspension, and there's been an awful lot in the news. About McCluskey this past week as to why he's not has, getting yeah. a look for Ireland. He has to put his hand up in this game and tell Andy Farrell, hey mate, I'm the excuse me, I'm the show in town here to take over from Bundy while he's away. Give me a shot.
0: Yeah, and it's not beyond the bounds of possibilities having a good uh, start to the season. Uh Billy Byrne's still in ten there anyway, that's the norm. John Cooney, of course, back. Uh and sort of, yeah, it's nothing really particularly stands out, I suppose, uh, in terms of the other player's name, like that's your typical sort of Ulster side. How do you see it going up in Kingspan, lads?
2: The win. Yeah, I'd see a Leicester win now, but I'm just, I'm looking at the back lane here. I'm actually, I'm actually very excited about everyone outside of Billy Burns. I don't think Billy Burns is a J1 player, but that's that's my opinion anyway. Um, <laughs> <a> Jacob, <laughs> Jacob Stockdale and Aaron Sexton on the wings. But I you see, he Johnny, a he's not allowed
1: to play J1 for two years. Hmm.
2: Yeah, true. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Aaron Sexton incredible. Like I think he's a really, really good player. Mike Lowry at fullback, very, very good. Um, yeah, I think I think from eleven to eleven to fifteen, that Ulster backline is pretty strong. To be fair, I know they went up against probably a world class centre partnership in in Henshaw and Ringrose, but I think McCluskey's gonna cause trouble, to be honest mm. with you. He's a big really like I mean, serious ball carrier.
1: Like he went was it Jonathan Davis that he just went over, like he wasn't there the weekend, like,
2: yeah, you know and Jonathan Davis as well of all people.
1: Mm. Yeah. You know.
0: Incredible stuff. Uh, um, to, to look it, I think one thing you'll always
1: get off Ulster in the Kingspan or Raven Hill, whatever we call it, is like they're an immensely well supported team, they just play a really good brand of rugby. They never give up. We're kind of actually saying, Monster supporters don't kill me. I kind of won myself, but I think second team, they are the second team in Ireland. Yeah, they and are, what's more is, they are. What's more, their mantra and their culture is the same mantra as culture as Munster used to have. And once were being successful, is playing with the chip on the shoulder, not caring, just going out, not giving up. Being ignorant, being in teams' faces, yeah. I think they have um, a plan.
0: James is the main thing. Yeah, they're sticking to it.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, damn um, I disagree with you on the second team in Ireland. I'd say it's, um, I'd say it's Leinster A's and then Leinster B's and then Ulster B. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, Johnny.
1: Second province. Second province. Yeah, yeah, monster yeah. fans,
0: will love that one. <laughs> you know,
1: no. Look, I think I think just on Monster. Like, I think people have given up questioning the monster coaches. A question of the Munster players now this week, and I think, uh, I think just the quality of player they have, you were saying, yeah, but it is, but the,
2: the coach cab, I'll be wrong. No, yeah, there's a the great coaching ticket, four they, different
1: sets. yeah. They wanted this coaching ticket, they went out, they threw the cash to get Mike Prendergast back, to get Leamy e. back, to get all of these guys back into Limerick, and they're after they haven't, they haven't won a competitive game, nor they haven't won a preseason game this year. That's Zero from four. They have enough. I think the Munster players have an awful lot of looking to do with themselves now.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of criticism obviously coming from Danico Callaghan and uh, ex-Irish Internationals Monster Munster players. Yeah. My, um, it's it's warranted it's, uh, it as well.
1: Like Bernard Jackman spoke an awful lot of sense this week. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was saying it against the head like the basic skill set of some professional players was just appalling in the last two games. Like, you know, yeah. Like yeah. coaches will, will coach patterns, they will go through the patterns, then make you do X and Y, they'll educate the team on what way they want to play on set piece. And that once the team cross the whitewash, it's on the players. There's no excuse for professional players whose skill set has been that bad in the last two games, no excuse whatsoever. Like, yeah, my worry for any, is,
2: any professional yeah. outfit with that board skill set. Yeah.
0: My worry <laughs> is they're playing Zebra this weekend, and um, Zebra gave Lencer a little little uh, tickle there a few weeks yeah. ago. Um, if a Zebra got any confidence out of that and can apply to Munster it could be another embarrassing weekend for Munster hopefully not but like they nearly had Leinster beaten
2: I don't yeah. think Zebra need any confidence from that Leinster performance I think they always play with confidence they're, to be honest with you I think they're actually a very confident team given their ability um, they back themselves a lot and they will go it's in holman Park isn't it?
1: No it's in Musgrave
2: that's so yeah, it's, in, it's, in, it's in Munster yeah, it's a match anyway, yeah. yeah they, they'll go there and they'll be looking to get a slap at some Irish province you know mm. so but then again I, I,
1: there's nothing worse than a monster with a chip on their shoulder as well and to have that chip mm. on their shoulder now the whole country all of the pundits are out against them this week
2: the yeah. only problem the is if they get a win against Zebra, there's a kind of uh, troll, smoke and mirrors in front of the problems because now they're gonna win. Um, that happens. I think this. Coach, yeah. I think this coaching taking needs a season. I yeah. think next season we can judge Munster. I don't think we can judge them. I don't I, think we can judge them right now. I think we have to wait until next season. Yeah. Because I think I, I think they have a big task in their hands, to trying to change a culture, to try to change a rugby platform, to try and change everything.
1: I was and having to that Jackman. That's what Jackman has been saying. Yeah. You no. Know? I think. I think. Uh, I'll be clearly. They need the time you know, they need time this weekend. I won't be looking at Burner-Jackman because we're playing against Spective, but his, his analysis is all well spot on in my mind and he's right when my saying these coaches need time.
0: Yeah, I spoke to a yeah. carry man there um, during the week about the whole monster thing. Obviously, he's a... It- Big out and out monster fan, rugby fan, all that sort of stuff has been for years. But uh, he said there's still too much pressure on themselves and from the outside for wins. And then they start talking about silverware this year and all that, even you know, downplaying the URC going well, they have to at least win the URC, you know, well, to, 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 to give themselves some sort of a measure. But I'm like, no, he, like his attitude is leave them alone, let them build. You have well, to pay, you have to, I patience. would agree with that.
2: Like, there's there's pressure on them. They're paid professionals. Oh yeah, no, but you know, like, pressure
0: pressure to win stuff. I don't yeah, think it's realistic. It, it can be you counterproductive. Deliver,
2: like, you know, you, like there are are you getting your bang for your book there if you're a monster sponsor? You know, yeah. like if you're if you're someone who's funding that or donating mm-hmm. to that or whatever or following it all your life, are you getting your bang for a book with the quality player to have? No, you know, sure. so like. They're paid professionals. Like you can't say it's too much pressure on them. You walk into your job in the morning, evening. You don't do a good job. This weekend you don't do a good oh, job. Yeah. next weekend you don't do a good job. The weekend after, you mightn't have a job. You know they've got enough back and now for the last couple of years, they need I a harsh to look at themselves.
0: How do you phrase that wrong? Is it they need to? Was it wind in their? Uh, it's, it's not such pressure. I think their their aim. They need to be realistic in re- their in, in, yeah. in like, their aims. Like
1: you know.
2: Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, maybe you know, so, maybe so. They need uh, to understand it. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I think an awful like, lot of most right. of supporters, myself included, would the benchmark is still two thousand and six and eight. You know, yeah, time has moved on. Exactly. It's that's my to, point. It's time to get over that. The last the last bit of silverware they won was two thousand and twelve. That's ten seasons ago. Eleven. Eleven, actually, yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's time for them now to realize and for all supporters to realize that they're not, they don't have a divine right to win anymore. You know, they, that's been Never proven did. season no in, season does. out for the last 10, 11 years. You yeah. know, they've gone through various different coaching tickets from Rob Penny to Razzie Erasmus to Anthony Foley to Johan van Grand. They're on their fourth or fifth coaching ticket now and zero success. Yeah.
0: And they spent a lot of money on duds as
1: well. They spent a lot of money on duds, but don't forget they also spent a lot of money on successful players. They brought over R.G. Snyman. Due respects to him. He's been injured for two years. They're still holding on to him. Now, Brownsheet can certainly say he's still out for the foreseeable future. They brought in Damian Diolande who was quite possibly, probably the best, himself from the Coney Hammer, probably the two best performance centres in the world at the moment, realistically. Sure, they didn't get any real benefit out of him, did they? He scored a few tries. He did well. They could have built a team around him. They didn't. I just look at uh, to, to be honest with you, I think they're serial failures.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely tough going. But fingers crossed to get the win this weekend and a modest win, we'll call it one that they take on board. And it's not like Johnny said, smokes a, a smoke and mirrors or a smoke screen After that, for you know. Over they over celebrate the small or the, the victories over the weaker teams, so to speak. You know, you can't get yeah. too excited over that stuff,
2: but not, the, not even a victory like a performance against, yeah, Zebra yeah. would be good, a performance against Leicester would be good, but they're not putting in performances, yeah, they're not delivering performances like to you know they're going, they're going and they're, they're, they're 50 percent, like realistically. You know, so Rod's so before we wrap
0: up, we're going to move on to the emerging Ireland team. There it is in front of on the screen. Uh, so it's unfortunately, um, uh, our uh, Kieran Frawley didn't go on the tour because he got injured after that Leinster game, so he didn't fly. But uh, what do you make uh, of the team? Nathan Doak, Jack Crowley at the backs is I like Robert. Ballack that backline is electric, let's yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's that's a really good,
1: good backline. Yeah. You probably have the next, in my mind, you have the next Irish halfback combination there. Yeah,
2: yeah, it'll potentially, cross, yeah.
0: Crossed my mind today, yeah.
2: But even it'll the pack, to though. To Tom pack. Stewart is um, Irish 20s captain in 2020. Thomas Clarkson, incredible player. John McCarty, very good. Thomas Dehorn, I've been raving about him. He's, he's exceptionally good. Mm-hmm. Scott Penny's been in and out involved with the Leicester Senior team. Excellent Max player. Dillon as well. Two excellent players. Even going to the bench there, like Brian Deane is mm. on the bench, uh, Michael McDonald, a good young scrum half. Like there's some some good players there.
0: And had to leave behind Alex Saraka and a few fellas mm. as well. You know, o- other good players that performed well on that Maori, I think it was Maori, yeah. Maori tour last year as well.
2: Yeah.
1: It's a good back row lads. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Know,
1: Very. good Joe McCarthy. Like I said a few weeks ago, I saw Joe McCarthy training in Fugstone a few weeks ago or a month ago in Kilkenny the Great man team. is man mountain. Like he's, he's huge. He's he, has, he, has, he has legs that are just massive. Like he's you know. But like I, I think it's a really strong team. Like if you if you could pick one or two of those and put them into a, an autumn international squad, some of them wouldn't, guys wouldn't look out of place there. You know.
2: Yeah. yeah well, Balakum would look out of place anyway. <laughs> to be mm-hmm. fair to him, he's been there, thereabouts anyway. But yeah. like that pack, you could put any of them into a, into an interpro, or even yeah. a. Even in the ration, they wouldn't go out
1: Like When that squad was announced, Shane Daly was in as a centre. He's there as a full-back now, which I questioned at the time. Why was he named as the centre? But you can see him there. He's in the he's in the back. Three, Calvin Ash, Balakoon. Calvin Ash is a lad that has to step up for Munster as well now. But I think, um, I, think I I think, I think it's a very strong side. It be interesting to see Anton Fritch get in game time to actually see what he's like, because I know very little about him. Yeah,
0: same. Mm. See what the story is. Um, yeah, so a good bit of rugby this weekend to look forward to um, between all the stuff going on and the local stuff as well. Lads, thanks a million for joining us on the knock-on. We'll wrap it up there. Uh, Tom hopefully will join us next week um, if he's not still hungover. The hopefully we we'll next week. Yeah, to talk about. and a Leinster and a Munster and an Ireland. We'll see how we go. Um, so, James Lansfield, Kenny Rugby Club, best of luck with your opening at the weekend as well, you. your official opening at of the club as well. And, Johnny, uh, as well, um, good luck to Tullow uh, this weekend as well. You, of course, new gym and everything up there as well. So, plenty of building and everything else going on. And, uh, yeah, best of luck with it all, lads. We'll wrap it up there. Talk to you next week, folks. <laughs> Do <laughs> it!